Hello and welcome to another episode of the Village Halls podcast sponsored by Allied Westminster, the UK's largest specialist provider of village hall insurance and the home of Village Guard. Now, as we highlighted in our very first episode, village halls often leap into action at times of national crisis and the pandemic has been no exception. As we approach the end of February 2021, the UK's vaccination programme has already led to around 20 million people receiving their jab and early results are showing promise. Unsurprisingly, several village halls have been playing a part in all of this and I'm delighted to be joined on a call today by Theresa Colleen, who is one of a fantastic group of people who have organised the vaccination of around 1,000 people a week at Ticehurst Hall in East Sussex. Welcome, Theresa. Thank you very much and good morning. Good morning, Theresa. Thank you very much for joining me at what I know is an incredibly busy time. Um, now, before we get into what's been happening here in Ticehurst, tell me a little bit about your connection with the community and the village hall. Well, I retired to Ticehurst about seven years ago and became a member of a community called Ticehurst Community Friends. We are a good neighbour scheme. And from then, I became the chair of the group. And from that group, we have, u- we have found all the volunteers that are actually helping in the vaccination programme. Fantastic. And you're also part of the parish council there as well. Yes, I became a member of the parish council a couple of years ago. So between the two things, that's been very helpful because um, the village hall itself is actually, um, it it, it has an independent charitable trust that runs it, but the parish council remain the custodian trustee of the hall. Okay, yeah. So you're regularly connected with with, with the hall there. Yes, yes, we have our monthly uh, parish council meetings there. Excellent. So the the vaccinations, primarily of people over the age of 70, I imagine, so far, um, how did this come about and, and how did the village hall come to be involved? Well, it must have been about December when Hardik Desai, who is our fantastic um, young pharmacist in the village, um, yeah. started to think about whether, well, he'd been contacted by NHS and the pharmacy group, and they had asked if he would like to put forward a bid to vaccinate. He realised his shop, his pharmacy premises were too small. And I happened to be in there one day, and he was saying, if if I could get a contract to do this, would community friends help me? Um, so I said, yes, I'm sure I could get volunteers, no problem. But then we then realised that actually, no matter how we thought about it, his shop was not going to work. We looked at the church, that wasn't going to be suitable either. But then you know, we have the perfect building. We've got an amazing village hall with two very large rooms, a room that we can lock. And we can actually put a one-way system through it. And that was very important for NHS England. So we could have an entrance, two rooms with vaccination, and then come through to another very large room where they could sit post-vaccination and go out of the back door so that they, there was no cross-contamination uh, and we could yeah. maintain social distancing throughout. So we had a look round. He thought it was a good idea. We contacted the guy who was the chair of the Beatrice Drew Trust. So they that's the trust that runs the village hall. And Peter came along, also thought it was a great idea because, of course, at this moment in time and for quite a long time, he hasn't had any income into the hall because, um, you know, of COVID. So um, it, it sort of was a almost a no, a, it was a no-brainer and a win for everybody because yeah. um, 
it uh, it meant that Peter could keep the hall up and running, and um, he had people in there daily. Unfortunately, um, after I'd had a look round, NHS England came and gave a tick in a box and said, yes, it was an absolutely suitable place for a vaccination centre. I then was there early one evening and it started to get dark. Ben began to realise that actually the exit path was neither well lit or of a good surface. So to do a quick risk assessment and realise we were going to have to get some money together because we needed to put some substantial lighting in there and certainly an area of it to be resurfaced between the, the footprint of the hall and the village car park, which is next to it. Yeah, I guess with, with as with all initiatives, it, it there's always one or two challenges, isn't there, that, that you have right. to overcome? And those were our yeah. first ones. But the community here is wonderful. So got on to a couple of local contractors who said, absolutely, the young guy who came to do the electrics was actually taking four days off work to move house. Instead, he said he spent them digging trenches and putting in electric cables for us so that we could have our lighting at the Fantastic. back. Fantastic. Um, and a local company also came, a road building company, and they put some tarmac down temporarily for us. And we're going to have to redo it properly in the future. But at least it was a temporary fix for us to be able to uh, yeah. go live, if you like. What, what's the electrician's name? What's, what's He's he? called Daniel. Daniel Studhome. Great. I think it's good to give people a shout out, you know, when, when, they've, when they've made such a contribution. And the company yeah. as well that you mentioned? Oh, well, they were copards, so they were yeah. a very large road uh, building company. Yeah, fantastic. And and and, and Hardick himself sounds like a, a very interesting oh, character. He, 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 he's, he certainly is. Yeah, he's hugely dedicated to the local community, isn't he? He is. He is. He's he, he's he's very much a, a can-do sort of fellow, which we've realised more and more yeah. from this. Um, he's only a young man. He's got two small children. His wife helps now in the pharmacy. Because obviously, once he decided to do this, it was an enormous commitment because obviously he needs to keep his business going at the same time. Yeah. So she has come in to manage the pharmacy and then he's had to employ a pharmacist to actually do the, the background work, obviously, that he would normally be doing, mm-hmm. signing off the uh, prescriptions, etc., um so he's yes it's it's been phenomenal and he has been working we keep saying 24 7 and he really has um he's enthusiastic and he's a smiley chap so he keeps everybody happy and cheery as well and nothing seems to be too much trouble for him and i think that has been infectious for certainly all of the volunteers and the people who come to actually vaccinated comment on it all of the time so uh, yeah, because it's yes, it's, it, it's it's not an easy situation as an elderly person to have to come and and queue um, and wait for for their job. So I guess you've got to keep that kind of positive spirit and everything going. Yeah. Yes, I mean the amazing thing with the hall, we have because I've got so many volunteers, we have been able to run a system where we haven't had really people haven't had to queue very long. Yeah. And if they have been queuing, they've been seated inside and uh, all of our volunteers then clean chairs every time somebody moves so i think they feel they're in a safe environment mm-hmm. and one that um, they feel comfortable in yeah but i have the first week certainly when we had the more elderly frail of our residents they were and somebody used the expression like rabbits in headlights because some of them hadn't been out of their houses 
for nearly a year. This was the first trip out. Um, Some we smiled with because they said, you know, they'd put the best hat and coat on because uh, this was a trip out. And um, for some who travelled quite a distance, it was a day trip as well. Yeah. 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 So the first adventure for a long, long time for some yes, people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Marvelous. How many people overall are you expecting to receive the job at at Tasteist? When when do you when do you see this initiative ending? Oh, that's a bit of a yes. It's, it's a difficult question at the moment. Yeah. In that we are on average doing a thousand, as you say, a week. We do twelve hundred one week, eight hundred the next, mm-hmm. depending on the vaccine delivery. Yeah. We are now, or have been from the beginning, booking the second appointments for people. So their second appointments are 12 weeks after the first. So in April was the start of the second vaccines. So we're now into May second vaccines. Mm -hmm. So we know much as Hardik's contract was initially till the 1st of March, that is soon to be passed because we already have second vaccinations booked in for April and May. We know from... NHS England, that they would now like us to continue with first vaccines as well. So at the moment, we work three days, one week, two days the next. Um, We will have to double that because we will carry on vaccinating the first cohorts of vaccinations for each of the cohorts. Mm. And then we will also be doing the second vaccinations for all the cohorts that we've already done. So... um, so it could be August, September, more than likely yeah. when we uh, when we finish. So yes, quite a few weeks worth of work. In for the long haul, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And how many weeks? How many weeks so far have you been been running this for? Then uh, we started on the twenty first of uh, January. Twenty first of January. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, several thousand people already. Um, yes. Yes. And 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 I guess as well as undoubtedly saving many many lives, therefore. Um, isn't it, isn't it just great to see so many parts of the community coming together for something like this? Everyone playing a part and in, in, in contributing, as you mentioned, the electricians and the companies and the local pharmacist and, of course, your, your group of volunteers as well, um, you know, doing whatever they can to, um, to support the community. Yes. I, another element was, was our poor guys standing and girls standing out in the car park directing traffic and or being the first point of contact for the patients that are coming, often asking them to stay until five minutes before so that they were staying in their warm cars rather than having to queue outside. And that's what we've tried to do, make sure nobody queues outside. We realised that the poor guy in the car park was constantly wet and cold and a local company who builds sheds uh, contacted them and they said, yes, they would be happy to provide us with what they laughingly called a sentry box. Brilliant. So, um, so you know, again, you know, the, the no cost, just on loan to us, but, you know, perfect for what we needed. Yeah. So, uh, and really just that, that thing of, of people coming and wanting to do something, anything that they can. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. We've got a local lady who provides cakes usually for cafes locally. Well, of course, she's not um, doing that at the moment because nobody's going to cafes. So every week she provides cakes for the vaccinators and the uh, volunteers. So we have uh, lots of cakes. We've got um, a local company who brings coffee in. So again, everybody who feels that they can do just their little bit, depending on what their role usually is in life, 
uh, seems to be stepping up and, and helping out. Wonderful. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And how's all the attention been? Because there's been quite a bit of attention, hasn't there, coming your way around this? Well, the attention has been unbelievable. I mean, we 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 were fortunate in the first place in that one of the young volunteers is actually uh, an outside broadcaster for Southeast, yeah. um, BBC Southeast. So she said she thought perhaps her director producer would like uh, a five minute slot um, about the community spirit and the volunteer involvement. Um, so we had uh, BBC Southeast came and it snowballed from there. Yeah. Um, Hardik has been on, oh my goodness, BBC radio. He's been on Heart Radio. He's been on um, Times Radio. Then once the BBC had been, and actually we ended up being the opening piece on the BBC Southeast News, um, we then had uh, locally to us actually Charles Moore lives, who was the um, editor of uh, the Telegraph and the Spectator. Mm-hmm. He now writes a column in the Telegraph, so he came, uh, rang Hardick, spoke to myself. We gave him a piece, and he did an article on us. The following day, the Times came and said they'd like to come and talk to us. So we then got a piece in the Times. It was then closely followed by Sky News, who arrived with all of that. I mean, that was, well, the, the patients and, and the vaccinators were just, and volunteers, totally bemused because, you know, they all looked about seven foot tall with the biggest cameras in the world arrived inside our very um, well, small in scheme of things village hall. Yeah. Um, and they were there all afternoon. They wrote a piece on us, um, and of course they attached it to the piece that Boris Johnson did where he mentioned us in his briefing that day. So they used that as their starter for their piece. We had, in fact, the week before been mentioned by um, Matt Hancock because our local MP, Hugh Merriman had asked a question about rural communities because they are so much more problematic to create a vaccination centre in. Um, And he and Matt Hancock had answered that. And so we we were in Hansard for the start of of our uh, vaccination programme and on it seems to have gone. Uh, Ultimately, well, the last people were ITN News who arrived last week. Yeah, and that, so, uh, I mean, that, yes. that was one of the reasons I wanted to speak to you as well, because obviously I would imagine some people will have, have picked up on this already because of that widespread coverage, but it's, it's normally very short and people can't get a, a full kind of behind the scenes as to what, what's, what's actually been happening there. So I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, for me, oh, you, you, you all, everyone involved in this deserves your moment of fame anyway. Um, I, and I know you're not the only hall. Um, that's running a vaccination program like this as well. So now's probably yeah, a good time right. to highlight their contribution and to say a big thank you to them as as well. Yes, I mean we 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 know locally to us there are village halls um, who have also stepped up as well. Yeah. You know, I think it's um, and it's perfect. It's a perfect place for the residents in any small community too because it they feel more comfortable going somewhere yeah. locally and uh, somewhere that they're used to going for. Very pleasant activities. Mm. So, uh, so yes, and it's yeah. it's fascinating as well, isn't it? Because people people sometimes say that community spirit is dead, but that's not what we're seeing here at all, is it? No, no, uh, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. 
I mean, I have been amazed at the number of volunteers. Tyson's community friends would on average have had about 30, 35 active volunteers taking people to hospital appointments and dentists and the like before COVID. Mm-hmm. I now have 162 volunteers. And every time I say the number the following day, I have to add a few more. Yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely phenomenal, the response. And people keep constantly saying, are you sure you don't want me to do something else? Can I, can I do something else? You know, and the fact we're only doing it three days or two days. Actually, I think the volunteers are quite frustrated because they'd like to be doing more. But um, maybe in time we will, if we're, if we're doing first and second vaccinations at the same mm-hmm. time, we will be very busy. Well, w- wonderful. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Teresa. Um, not only for talking to me today, but for being part of what is undoubtedly an historic moment. And I, I know that may sound a little over the top to some, but the, the fact is there's never been a vaccination programme like this ever undertaken before. And so no doubt it will be something that will be talked about for many, many years to come. Yes, I think my grandchildren, it will be part of their history. Yeah, absolutely. So again, yeah. thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and for, for me, the story of Ticehurst Hall is one of is one of great hope, not only for a return to some kind of normality and people coming together again, but for a, a real resurgence of community spirit. So I guess the message is let's not lose this feeling of togetherness that you've you've just talked about and this resurgence of volunteers and, and so on. Hopefully we can encourage more and more people to get involved as the halls and the communities open up once again. Yes, I mean, that, that would be our hope, certainly, yes. Yeah and hope that some of them will stay working with us in the future um, as our sort of bit of succession planning <laughs> for Tysus community friends too. Fantastic. Okay, well, thanks again, Teresa. It's It's been great having you on today. Thank you. And as always, I'll be putting some links up to accompany this episode on the Village Halls podcast website if you want to find out more about what we've been talking about today. And of course, many thanks to our sponsor and specialist insurance provider, Allied Westminster, for making our podcast possible and whose services you can discover more about at www.villageguard.com. You've been listening to the Village Halls podcast, a new and unique listening community for Britain's village, church and community halls and anyone interested in the vital community services they provide. We'll be back again in two weeks time with another episode. So if you haven't already, please visit thevillagehallspodcast.com to subscribe, sign up for updates, link through to our social media pages and to find out more. Until the next time, goodbye for now.